Hello everyone, this is part one of a two-part episode. We had so much content, we split it into two. Enjoy. Please note, this show is entirely supported by you, the listener. Without your kind donations, we simply could not produce this podcast. If you want to keep hearing more from us, please visit patreon.com forward slash News where you can get the next episode before anyone else. Hello everyone and welcome to episode number 39 of the Brewdog News Podcast. This has been recorded on the 20th of February 2020. We're your source for the latest news, views, thoughts and reviews from the world of Brewdog and craft beer. The show is hosted by myself, Robert Cooper, and joining us tonight, it's the one and only Andrew Watson. Hello everyone. And fresh from doing Netflix and stitching... Uh-huh. It's Joe Love. Hello, everyone. And our guest on this episode, we're delighted to introduce you to, you've actually heard her voice before, we'll come to that, it's Tamsin Kennedy. Hi, everybody. Coming up on this week's show, 50 empty Brewdog cans is all you need to get a share of the company now. Uh, Brewdog asked their EFPs to tidy supermarket shelves and people kind of freaked out. We have a new feature called with a re- what the hell have I written there? I did read that and didn't think it made any sense. Ah, <laughs> uh, we have a new regular update feature coming from the USA with Doug in a pub. Uh, Joe, she visits the kennels in Aberdeen. Ian is on to tell us about change gang plan change gang plans for Put the AGM. I'm really not very good Come at on. this. Uh, and this pizza news referral point and as ever much much more standard disclaimer time we are all shareholders in Brewdog PLC but we do not work for or speak on behalf of Brewdog so without further ado let's play some theme music we're definitely bigger than we used to be but we're still inconsequentially tiny in the context of the global beer business why are you a punk my what a punk I really like beer, and I like to drink it a lot. We wear our heart on our sleeve, and we do things in our own terms. Am I right saying that Brewdog is trying to make crafted beer popular? Hi, hi, Brewdog News Podcast. It's Blackie here for our Meldrum again. Have we started yet? And a huge shout out to our Patreon supporters, but especially our new top tier Patreon supporter, Nick. And Thanks, Nick. thank you to Jamesy for... Thank you, Nick. And thank you for Jamesy for doing our intro there. Good to hear from you. That's my friend Jamesy. So, new features, new guests, new brew dog, new us, kind of. Well, some of us. Uh, <laughs> first of all, we should introduce Tamsin. People are going, who's Tamsin? The reason you've heard Tamsin before is, Tamsin, you did an excellent dogs on deck thing up at the brewery and told everyone about it. And then for some weird reason, I've managed to rope you into coming on here. Um, Tamsin, how's life treating you? And um, yeah, that. Well, I'm in danger of being suffocated under a mountain of brew dog cans at the moment. But uh, more on that later. Oh, very good. See, uh, see, already queuing up the segues there. <laughs> uh, very good. <laughs> uh, Tamsin, so tell us She'll have your job, Rob. Thank you. Tell us... <laughs> Tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, how did you stumble across Brewdog and how long have you been an equity punk for? Well, this will probably make you laugh. So I um, first encountered Brewdog, I think about six years ago. I got dragged along to the Brewdog Kelvin Grove branch as part of a birthday party. But I've only actually been an equity punk 
from this year, from April, because my husband is a long time EFP. So I was just living off his discount. But I decided to get involved myself. So here I am. And and look what it's become already. Awesome. Well, you're very welcome. Um, thank you for coming on today. I know I did have to coax you to do it, so uh, we'll see how this goes. Uh, and speaking of coaxing people to do things, Joanne, yes, um, I should explain the um, Netflix and Stitch. Oh yeah, reference. we should probably talk about that. Yeah, that was uh, you posted on Facebook that uh, you were chilling out with a beer, and um, was it one of your own beers? No, that was um, a strawberry daiquiri sour by Lost Industry. It was quite delightful. Ooh, blimey. Mm. And whilst watching Netflix and doing some stitching, which sounds yeah. like a perfect Tuesday or Wednesday night in. Oh, it was lovely. It was. Catching up with Excellent. my black work. Excellent. Uh, and Andrew, um, is anything exciting happening in your life? Nope. Right, let's move on then. So... <laughs> Uh, let's start with our first story Tamsin right in at the deep end Um, cans for equity Um, what is this all about what have you found out about it tell us all about it sure cans for equity so this is an initiative from Brewdog's new tomorrow charter and is open now for everyone not just equity punks if you take 50 Brewdog branded cans to a Brewdog bar and this also includes Hawks cans and Lone Wolf cans you will receive a green voucher for one B share in the company. This is limited to one per person, but you can gift your voucher to someone else. It's open until the 6th of April and limited to 5,000 claims. Oh, it's I didn't right. Okay, so a few things I didn't know there. <laughs> a few things I didn't know there. So it's limited to 5,000. Yeah. It's quite a lot, but when you think about... I mean, how many punks there are. UK yeah. bars, that's <laughs> roughly 50 per bar. Can't see many getting many in the smaller bars, but I can certainly see a hundred people giving that a go in the other bars. And then when it's hit the five thousand, it's done. Yeah, that's what they've said. Right, so it's not an ongoing thing. Okay, and um, yeah, there was a weird thing I saw floating around on some tweets, and it wasn't people being very nice about it. Going, this has still got to be voted through and approved by shareholders. But I'm thinking that's just a formality, surely. Oh, Andrew, you're already, already annoyed. <laughs> Go on. I don't want to say too much on this because I'll, I'll of course, have a chance to rant again later, mm-hmm. I'm sure. But um, we just need to watch out for people who think they know what they're talking about when it comes to matters of corporate governance and Brewdog shares who actually don't. Because if James and Martin and anyone, whether it's TSG or another director, vote this through, it's a foregone conclusion. It's the same reason that Brewdog voted through the ability for them to take away your shareholder discounts more in that story later after the agm last year with two people in the cafe in ellen and it passed at quorum because that's all they needed anyway all right okay so i i i had a feeling there was something like that but i saw quite a lot of people sharing this tweet with you know cutting and pasting bits out of the terms and conditions yeah, I mean, it's, I think it's going to be part of the course now that whenever anything like this comes along, there's people just going to be finding reasons to hate it, uh, as we discussed last uh, week, uh, especially sometimes them being actual shareholders. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so, well, let's go around then. So, Joe, will you be collecting 50 cans and taking them for a share? Um, I've thought about it. I don't tend to drink a lot of the beers that are in cans. I tend to go for the bottles. And yeah. I'm a, like I'm like a one and one and done girl. Although, yeah, um, had arcade City the other day, and I bought some more of that because that is a phenomenal beer. But 
That is it a is, lovely view. It? it is amazing. I, I love don't like showers and I like it. Yeah, that's oh. the Tokyo, isn't it? The Wow of <laughs> yeah. works. the Tokyo, yeah. yeah. Absolutely amazing and I've bought more of it. So I could do, but it would. I'd be buying beer that I don't normally drink, actually. It's yeah. good for the good for the company uh andrew what about yourself i can't imagine you're going to be doing it no <laughs> yeah fair enough uh, it's um I, well I, i'm similar to joe so my beer stash is mostly bottle based and um i don't actually drink that much at home to be honest i'll drink maybe one or two sort of lighter beers with a saturday night dinner and then i'll have a impy stout from a pudding sort of thing but that would take me half a year to save up a number of cans um, and I have too much beer as it is so I did like I was considering what uh, I think was it Lucy who was posting on the forum said she would do which is when she travels quite a lot which which is something I've got again coming up soon is just drink Speedbird in the BA lounges and take the empties with you then bring them back and take <laughs> them to a bar um, but that sounds a bit extreme even for me yeah and I, I think the irony of it being on air flight on aircraft or drinking in the lounges just before a flight in a bid to help with the planet. Probably lost <laughs> on that one. Um, but it's free true. beer. Absolutely. It's good beer. Uh, Tamsin, so obviously this is a subject that you have feelings on, and I suspect you'll be doing it, because hey, why not? It's a free share. Um, do you think this is actually anything more than just a gimmick, or is this actually a really good way to get people to think about this stuff? No, I mean, I do think it is a good way to promote the share scheme because it's been going on for a while now. So it probably needs a bit of a boost. But I don't think it's a long term solution. So there's probably going to be something interesting coming later in the year, I reckon, with this podcast, because you might not be aware that Scotland's introducing its deposit return scheme at the end of this year. And what's going to happen is there's going to be a 20p extra charge on all cans, and that's going to include Brewdog cans, which you get back when you recycle, but it's going to make Brewdog beer even more expensive in Scotland. So that's going to have some lasting effect, I think, on recycling rates. It'll be interesting to see what Brewdog do about that. I did not know that had actually been... Well, I know it had been muted as coming in, but I didn't know that no, was actually... it's passed. It's happening. All right. Okay. Hang on. So if you go to a party, right, you take your your so your box of four punks to a party. Does that mean when you're going home, you then pick up your cardboard box and you go around <laughs> collecting your own empties to take them away because it's worth 80p? Well, I would, but... I'm too... Is that how this is going to play out? <laughs> this is going to be fascinating. I, I, I don't get invited to parties, so Aww. I don't... Do you not remember when you were a student and you got all your brew bottles and you used to collect them up? For 20p back. Maybe this is a Scottish thing. You collected no. them back and then you went to swap them in to get your bread. No? I re- definitely, no, I definitely didn't that. get that down south. You did. I know you did in Aberdeen where you got it with the, the fizzy juice. And uh, I definitely remember that as a kid. But, I mean, I recycle anyway. All my cans go in, mm. in the recycling. But, uh, oh, that's interesting. So, I mean, a four-pack of punks going to be going up by the best part of a quid then just to cover that. That's yeah. really interesting. I mean, we already don't get the multi-deals, which upsets me greatly. And then we're going to have this as well. So, oh, It's almost like they're trying to stop us from drinking so much. <laughs> <laughs> How dare they? 
So, well, okay, as the bigger part of the picture then with BrewDog at the minute, so they're going down this this sustainability thing. Um, let, let me play completely play devil's advocate here. Um, you know, is this just a, oh, look what we can do to be fashionable and, you know, there's lots of places wanting to do this stuff. Uh, there's lots of, you know, lots of, if we if we jump on the bandwagon just now with, you know, sustainability and all that, is, is that going to make us look better or do you think this is a real attempt by BrewDog to say no we well, are well the cynic to- in me said so they have do you remember about the b corporation things so there's a whole environmental uh, audit as part of this so that could be this tomorrow charter could be going towards that in some way um but i'm i'm a bit concerned because the biggest contributors to climate change are food waste and transport miles um They've addressed these slightly in the Tomorrow Charter with the DIY dog and the Once Beer Vodka. But I'd really like to see them tackle these head on. I think they're big issues for BrewDog. So if they want to make a a big change, it's probably not going to be can recycling. It's going to be those sorts of things. Yeah. But then surely we should just stop drinking beer because surely the amount of energy it takes to create the, the wort and the fact it's using grain that we could directly eat or... You know, we could use that same land to grow quick, like really hyper intensive ag- uh, arable farming. Surely we should just stop drinking beer because that doesn't sound the most eco friendly thing in the world. Um, you can generate all your own energy. <laughs> well, I, I well maybe we should just all drink vodka from my... fermented bio waste. <laughs> oh. This is this is what I do on a day to day basis. So I could <laughs> go on about this all day, but um, there are ways to be a lot better than they are, and those are the the two big ones. So I wouldn't say stop drinking beer, but really, I'd like to see Brutal taking it kind of. Yeah, Joe, do you have any thoughts? Um, I think they are trying to move towards something more sustainable with the Tomorrow Charter. I'm wondering if the 50 cans for a share is easing people into that. Like it's you think like there's maybe the more thing. to come? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so it's just like, let's, you know, you're going to bring cans in and this is recycling and then we're going to start doing more. And maybe it's just like the gateway to what sustainability is coming. Yeah. What are they doing with the cans though? I, as always when these things happen, I always think of the bars. And <laughs> yeah, my yeah. particular thought it's process all the bar goes who to... listen to this podcast right now going, yes, Andrew, yes, yes. What about <laughs> us? So I think of I mean just think, I think of, all of that, the, the yeah. fantastic dried saliva. I think of the fantastic Rachel oh. at Clark and Well, right? So I think of Rachel at Clark and Well who runs a fantastic bar and the cold store for the beer moved from being a cupboard to a wardrobe in size. They don't have really any notable storage space. And if somebody rocks up with 50 cans, I have to assume they just chuck it in their own recycling and that's a box ticked because surely they're not storing these cans to then send them back up, um, sort of, if you like, refilling the truck once the beer comes out, putting it back on. Um, no, I think it's fair to but, say this whole thing is is a, you know, I hate to use the word, but it is a stunt. It's a thing to draw people's attention to because... At the end of the day, you know, us taking all these cans in a bag, taking them there and all that, that's not good for the environment. It's not a sustainable thing, but it is just trying to get people talking about this stuff, which is exactly what we're doing right now. But I don't know. Especially if you drive to the bar with the cans. Yeah. (laughs) I'd have to take 50 cans on the train. The, the whole (laughs) (laughs) the whole thing with the the Tomorrow Charter and things is I just, I'm keen to see how this 
filters out over the next few months and maybe if there's other stuff happening at the AGM um you know people didn't sort of sign up you know to the whole brew dog thing to be you know helping push a green planet agenda so it's going to be quite tough I think to sort of get big changes through in a short space of time but I mean like you say Joe maybe this is just the start maybe it's just saying right we're going down this route uh come along with us for the ride I don't know Hmm. But I'd be quite interested to look at all the sustainability plans from EFP3 when they were talking about, and even when the plans for building the Ellen facility, yeah. because I remember seeing pictures of you know warehouses topped with grass and windmills and all that sort of stuff, which, which hasn't actually happened. So it'd be quite interesting to go back over BrewDog's previous sustainability plans that haven't actually materialised. Um, might give us a hint as to what might happen in the future but i would also say given the pace of growth you it sounds like you or it feels like you could be chasing rapid growth but that tends to be at the cost of sustainability certainly in the short term and then you play catch up on the sustainability piece yeah is my take but i'm sure tamsin's got another well uh, i was gonna say that's <laughs> more experience well it's completely the wrong way to look at it you can't bolt it on later unfortunately these things need to be kind of designed in from the very beginning or they just don't work logistically you've got to design it from almost a blank piece of paper to get your kind of circular economy sustainability in mm. what i think is interesting in the charter is I the agree. one million pounds for research and initiatives to have a positive impact and um as someone who works in the sector one million pounds will not go very far but power to them for putting their money where their mouth is is an actual one million pounds or is it a unicorn fund one million pounds if they happen to make a profit they'll put it in it says one million in the charter so if there was a a single thing that you would like to see brew dog do that you think would have a direct impact from your interaction so far with brew dog brew dog brew dog what what sort of things would you like to see them do if it wasn't already in this charter i it's getting a bit techie but i would like them to do a complete waste audit so that is going down to every bar every kind of warehouse every office and actually recording what gets chucked out and once you do that and you see it kind of in start figures, it normally kind of prompts you into action. <clears throat> we had that in our office and there's basically a competition between floors and we've got 15 floors. So it's people, thought, <laughs> I think our sustainability team thought people would be really excited about this. We just saw that as a challenge to create as much waste as possible in the recycling <laughs> bin. So actually we ended up trying to get more so we'd actually win. So I think they went about that the no, wrong way. No, you're supposed to have nothing in your recycling bin. Yeah, you're supposed bin. to have the least. <laughs> yeah they did it wrong then. they said let's see who can recycle <laughs> the, the most <laughs> wow <clears throat> nothing joe. disposable yes. nothing single use that's how you're supposed to get <laughs> joe uh, get us out of this hole can we talk <laughs> right. about something else for a minute uh what have you got double referral points i thought this was maybe worth a quick mention we don't mention yes. these enough so go for no. it so um, Michael posted on the forum that we are now less than two months from the closure of the latest round of equi- equity for punks. Um, at the latest raise, they've introduced an awesome set of investor benefits and referral perks. There is a link on the forum where you can see these if you haven't seen them already. And they are very excited to announce that there will be another double referral points weekend. So this is going to go live at 12pm on Friday the 21st of February and will close at 11.59pm on Sunday the 23rd of February. Uh, Every equity punk who refers a new person to invest in BrewDog on that weekend will score double referral points and the new investor will also receive 
two points for using a referral code when they invested. Then if that's not enough, don't forget there is the referral league. So the top 10 referrers from July the 5th to the close of the raise will win the chance to join Michael uh, at hashtag Beerlin2020, a weekend of epic beer, awesome foods and great sightseeing. That sounds exciting. I had a quick look at the leaderboard and currently the person in the first position has 51 referrals and the person in the 10th position has 41 referrals. So get your referrals in, people. Then you can have a lovely time with our Michael. I remember Dan Aykroyd came on this podcast probably about a year ago and he talked about how he managed to win the last round of uh, referrals and he was basically just hounding his mates all the time. I think I've missed a trick by not giving my referral code out on this podcast and getting everybody to sign up using that. My husband signed up this round and didn't even use my referral code. What well, use is he? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Oh, just to add in uh, cans for equity, if you gift your share to somebody else, you can also give them your referral code. So if you're clever, you do it this weekend, but that's a lot of drinking. Yeah, and I've just realised well, how much you value those referrals and how much you value the environment because you could just buy the beer and drain pour it. This is true. Wow. And also, I've just realised by the time I edit this podcast, there's probably people are listening yeah. to this next <laughs> week after it's all finished anyway. So well done. Have you all had a great double referrals weekend? <laughs> I'm not sure. I've seen lots of reports that the referral point tracking doesn't always work as it are should. Are you kidding me? There's something in BrewDog and to do with their online and digital experience. It doesn't work quite right. Surely not. But that's on... That's on the community who gamed it so far before that it's oh, yeah. almost impossible to manage now. So yeah. we brought that on ourselves. <laughs> yes, fair enough. Uh, okay, speaking of bringing things on ourselves, lovely segue there. Um, Andrew, uh, shelf tidying thing is what I wrote here because my no. I couldn't bring myself to type more than that. Go for it. How often on this podcast do we talk about things that you could basically put in a bucket and say Brewdog and desperately poor optics? <laughs> Once an episode, twice an episode. Yeah. I mean, I love them. I love what the business has achieved. I think James is one of the greatest disruptors in FMCG history, certainly over the last 20 or 30 years. FMCG? I think the business is fast-moving consumer goods, consumable, basically supermarket stuff. Oh, okay. Thank you. Um, <laughs> it's quite. It's a common acronym. I promise you. It yeah, is a common acronym, is it? Mix. That's why. <laughs> Joe, times have you I didn't know ever what that heard was. that before? No. Thank you. No, never heard that. <laughs> Only because I saw it on the sector. forum and I looked it up. <laughs> wow. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. You know, I think James is one of the foremost disruptors in the consumer goods industry. I think the product is still pretty much there if you forget Indy and New Brewdog Pale Ale. But somehow they managed to just blunder their way through announcement and launch because, well, for reasons I just can't understand. So take this one. A forum post from Michael, who's the uh, the Equity Punk community manager that we just talked about. And as part of the launch of the new branding that we talked about in the last episode, there's a, a post that asks for help with our in-store presence, saying that when merchandised correctly, the new packaging has real standout, is eye-catching and has the ability to completely disrupt the shelf. However, as many have reported already, there have been examples of the new packaging not being merchandised in the best way and the sales and marketing teams are working hard with all the key customers, meaning supermarkets, to make sure we do everything we can to maximise sales and improve on-shelf experience. What this boils down to is the new white boxes 
that Brewdog have come up with, which the front of them have the new can and a plain white background. We talked about them ripping off Apple in the last episode. The other sides don't have a picture of the product. So they have a picture of the back of the can. The top of the box has the new shield. I think the sides, one side of the box has a load of you know, Brewdog marketing guff. So there's only one direction the boxes of cans actually work. And who can blame somebody who's stacking shelves in a supermarket for just slinging it on the shelf if time is, is at a premium, plus the fact that the old branding's still out there in the wild. So what this boils down to is there's a hodgepodge of shelves of Brewdog beer, particularly in Tesco stores, because they've launched the new branding first, where there's been boxes that, to those of us that have seen the design, have been upside down, wrong way round, and actually it looks pretty naff. And so Michael has sent a call to arms saying, Equity Punks are invited to take a trip to the beer aisle in their local supermarkets and do some Brewdog spotting. See how our boxes have been placed on the shelf and face up any that are facing the wrong way or upside down. There is no need to speak to staff or ask or tell them what you're doing. Just rotate the boxes to face the right way and leave the Brewdog shelf looking amazing. If you're asked what you're doing by the staff, which is unlikely, you can highlight that you're a Brewdog shareholder and want to make the brand look as good as possible. And then share your pictures on the thread. Look, this is... There are people that do this already, as has come out on the thread on the forum. I did it myself once when I went and got my lunch last week, just after the the branding launched, and the queue in my local Tesco to my office in in the city of London was queued around the corner and it went past the booze aisle. And there was a Brewdog box with the shield pointing out, and I thought, I'm going to tidy that up because I know how it's meant to look. Where this comes from is a, a bigger picture of how Brewdog's perceived and seen in the wider media, particularly with people involved in the marketing and advertising and branding community, where there was a, something we, we didn't talk about last year, where there was a, a woman in the US that went for an interview who said that <coughs> who said that Brewdog had basically ripped off one of her ideas that she gave an interview to use as their own. Um, this happened with a couple of examples in the UK as well. Brewdog, for better or for worse, have this reputation in the creative industries especially for not always being entirely forthcoming with credit and with payment for ideas they might use from other sources, which is not surprising in some ways, but is also pretty poor. They do not need these optics of trying to get shareholders to basically go and face up stock in supermarkets. It just doesn't play well. The optics are dreadful. They should have seen this coming a mile off. If people want to do it, they can, but making it a formal thing has opened the entire brand up to ridicule, as you've seen, Rob. Yeah, um, I do have thoughts on this, but before I go, I think it's only fair to let Joanne or Tamsin say something. Have you got any thoughts on this, guys? I think if you did it in Scotland, they'd be worried you were nicking it. So um, <laughs> I won't be doing it. <laughs> I really enjoy that a uh, friend of the show, Neil Fletcher, is getting right on in there. Yeah. And has given it his own hashtag and everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A hashtag we can't repeat on this yeah. family friendly <laughs> podcast, unfortunately. But yeah. Um yeah, I my thoughts on it with this. Someone at Brewdog went, okay, this is you know, they're not being sat right for whatever reasons. You can argue about the packaging's not the best, or you know, maybe we could have done something better to make it more obvious to the people putting these on the shelves. 
and they've gone, well, why don't we just see if people would mind just sorting them out for us? I have no problem with that in principle. What I have the problem with is going back to where we were, I don't know, it was about 18 months ago, a year ago, where people would put things on the forum. Now, I don't know if it was Michael who wrote this or whether it was it came from James directly or something like that, but there was this massive, as Andrew was saying, this massive gap in like look this is so obvious how this was going to play out and it played out exactly as I thought it would which was someone took a screen grab of the worst bits of Michael's post which was the bit of the call to arms we're asking you to go out and you know do this put it onto everything on the internet so it was on worst beer blog it was shared by Matthew Curtis who's a beer writer who's got a bit of beef with Brewdog anyway but carries quite a lot of clout in the industry it was on iHeartCoyu Brewdog and you know 40 50 60 people all going oh my god I can't believe they're asking us to do work for free oh my god how sad is it that Brewdog are now doing this again my point being it was so obvious to me and I thought there was a group had been put in place of EFPs that solved this problem that things like this were ran through them almost as a filter to say okay this if you haven't seen it already guys this is probably how this is going to play out when you put it out into the wide world I don't understand why this one was missed and I don't understand why the reaction from a couple of the staff members on the thread was like what is the big deal here? What's the problem? It's like, it, you, it, it was obvious, guys. I'm sorry, I don't normally sort of be this negative about the brew dog that I love, but in this case, this was an easy one to get right, and you got it horribly wrong. I'm sorry, but there you go. Two closing thoughts on this. The first thought is, stacking shelves in a supermarket is not an easy job, and we tend to look down on people who do that sort of low-wage work for no apparent reason, which is quite sad. It's a rush job. There's targets to hit for the amount of stock that you're putting on the shelves. How a rebrand looks is not going to be front of mind. I mean, walk around a shop out with the peak hours and you'll see shop assistants slinging the stuff on the shelves. So it's there for you to pick up. It's not their job necessarily to make it look nice in most of your massive supermarkets. It's there to make sure it's available for you to pick up. So the fault here, I think, lies with a design that came a design that looked fantastic on a designer's Mac, but really doesn't translate well to to retail. The old design, you could put them the wrong way up and it had such bold colours that represented the product inside that that wasn't really a problem. Now it is a big problem. And my second thought is, this whole fronting stuff up making it look good is actually somebody's job. So that same day when I went into a massive Tesco, big Tesco for the centre of London, to get my lunch, there was a guy in a Coca-Cola fleece with an iPad and with a Coca-Cola branded rucksack who is literally rummaging around at the very back of the soft drinks fridges, circulating the stock and making it look good. For, and that's Coke paying for that to happen in a Tesco branch. This is literally somebody's job. And if Brewdog wanted to be done, surely the best optic is to go and actually pay some people to do it instead of asking people to do it for free. Equity punks are there as a sounding board. We're not there as free labour, and this has happened more than once. I'm surprised Brewdog aren't super uh, conscious of this because they've had so many of these negative comments. You know, how, how is it that you didn't get that this was going to just end up with people going, well, you want us to work for free? What? People were, all through all the threads were going, is this a joke? Are they serious? Is this an April Fool's? And it, it, it wasn't. But then some people were doing it anyway, so they should have just let that be. But anyway, optics. Yeah, 
Well, fair enough. Uh, there we go. So, negativity from me. That's the headline here. Just in case, because, boy, do I get accused of not ever saying anything negative about Brewdog. So, there you go. Let the record show. And, and also, I apologise to anybody who's been involved with this and I've offended them. <clears throat> anyway. <laughs> uh, Joe, would you like to uh, take us up to the break, uh, maybe with a teaser question? Oh, I get to do the teaser question. You this do. Week. That's exciting. Yes, I have one. Um, it should be an easy one. Brewdog's flagship beer is the famous Punk IPA, but what percentage ABV is it currently brewed to? Ace. Right, uh, here is some audio. I think I'm going to do EFP6 again. Ah, we'll find out. Beer like it was. Beer like it should be. Beer like it will be. Welcome to Planet Brewdog. In 2007, Brewdog came howling into the world. Over the last 10 years, we've taken that business that we started in a garage global. In 2013, we built this outstanding craft brewery in Ireland, Scotland. We've also got a fantastic facility in Columbus, Ohio. And this year, 2019, we're going to open a new one in Brisbane, Australia. We also own and operate over 80 amazing craft beer bars, allowing more and more people to try amazing world-class craft beer. Oh, and in 2018, we also opened the planet's first ever beer hotel in Columbus, Ohio. We are an alternate small business, part owned by 100,000 people who love good beer as much as we do. Our equity punk community are at the heart and soul of everything we do. We wear our heart on our sleeve and we do things in our own terms and we do some crazy fish. Helping us turn an entire industry on its head. Being a great employer is core to everything we believe in. We share our profits with all of our team. We're a living wage employer, and we even give team members a week off work when they get a new dog. We call it paternity leave. The clever name. Thanks. Fueled by our passion for beer, our dose has broken all types of records. We're the number one craft brewer in Europe, and we won't stop until we're the number one globally. Our simple mission is to make other people as passionate about great craft beer as we are. And in terms of that objective, we are just getting started. Right, Joe, go for it. Right, before the break, I asked you uh, what percentage ABV is punk APA... Oh, goodness. What, <laughs> percentage, what percentage ABV is punk IPA currently brewed to? Uh, Tamsin, I shall let you guess this one first. Hopefully you've not got a can there. No, I don't. Uh, 4.2. Andrew, your guess? So for this one, am I right in saying that cans and bottles are labelled at 5.6, but in the bars it's labelled at 5.4 because that way they can pay less duty and it's, they can have a 0.2% margin of error? Joanne? Oh, look, now he's just getting fancy. Um, the answer I was given was 5.6%. You are correct. Yeah. But you are <laughs> correct as well, Andrew. It's 5.4 yeah. in the boss. Good one. <laughs> and I'm going to pause right there and split this. Um, if you want to carry on listening, you'll need to download part two. And if you are waiting for that to appear, it will be in the next couple of days. <laughs> 